Hello, everyone. I'm Amanda Balby, Associate Editor at Consultant and Consultant360.com. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Philip R. Schauer, who is a past president of the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery and is current professor of surgery at the Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine, chief of minimally invasive general surgery, and director of the Cleveland Clinic Bariatric and Metabolic Institute. Dr. Schauer is the lead author on the study, Bariatric Surgery versus Intensive Medical Therapy for Diabetes, Five-Year Outcomes, which was recently published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Schauer. Can you tell us a little bit about your study? Yes, Amanda. This was the Stampede trial. This is a three-arm randomized controlled trial comparing the two most common types of bariatric surgery, the gastric bypass and sleeve gastrectomy, with very intensive treatment for type 2 diabetes. And so this most recent publication in New England Journal of Medicine were the five-year results. And in this study, the primary endpoint was the success rate at reaching a fairly aggressive glycemic target of an A1C of 6%. Now, this study has 150 patients, and 50 were in each arm. And these patients had fairly advanced type 2 diabetes. The average patient had diabetes more than 8 years, and the average A1C at the start of the trial was around 9%. Now, the folks that got uh, medical treatment had fairly aggressive uh, medical treatment, and they were actually monitored and managed very carefully by our lead endocrinologist, Dr. Sangeeta Kashup, throughout the five-year trial. And they were able to receive standard uh, diabetes medications, but also some of the newer, more potent drugs, such as GLP-1 agonists and STL-2-1 inhibitors. In addition, about half the patients were on insulin at the start of the trial. So at the five-year mark, the patients that actually reached the target with surgery was much greater than those who were in medical therapy. So, for example, 29% of the patients who had gastric bypass reached that aggressive target, 23% with sleep gastrectomy, and only 5% with intensive medical therapy. So the primary endpoint definitely did favor surgery. Now, other endpoints also favored surgery. For example, the change in A1C from baseline. In patients who had surgery, the average change at five years was a drop in A1C by 2.1 points, which is a pretty big drop compared to only about 0.3% for the medical group. So the bottom line is throughout the five years, at every time point, the patients who had surgery had much better uh, glycemic control. Now, in addition to the glycemic control target, other endpoints included a body weight, which definitely favored surgery, which was not a surprise, and also there were improvements in triglycerides and HDL cholesterol that favored surgery. Finally, quality of life was measured, and it also favored surgery at the five-year mark compared to intensive uh, medical therapy. The study showed, in conclusion overall, that 
both gastric bypass and sleeve gastrectomy over this five-year period provided superior glycemic control compared to intensive medical therapy, and there were also additional benefits in terms of triglycerides, body weight, improvements in quality of life. Now, this study is fairly significant because it has a five-year follow-up, and it's the largest randomized controlled trial comparing surgery directly uh, with medical therapy. And how do your results impact primary care providers? Well, I think for primary care providers, this is really good news because now they have an additional tool to help them manage their patients better. And I should add that this study included patients who had a body mass index range from 27 to 43. And even those patients with fairly low body mass index from the 27 to 35 mark, they did just as well in terms of their overall improvement than those with severe obesity. So now primary care doctors have an additional tool uh, to help them uh, manage their patients. Close to a third of the patients who had surgery reached not only their primary endpoint, but actually reached what we would call remission. And that is, you know, normal blood sugar without using or requiring medication. So that's something that's somewhat unique with surgery, the potential to actually reach you know, a long-term remission. And we found in this study that those patients who had shorter duration of their diabetes and who had you know, more milder forms of the diabetes were much more likely to reach remission and sustain that remission over a long period of time. So one of the take-home messages is that for surgery, it will likely have a greater impact on a patient earlier in the natural history of the disease as opposed to waiting until the disease is quite severe. One other point I think is important for the primary care doctors is the safety. In this study, over the five-year period, there you know, were no deaths related to surgery, and while there were some complications related to surgery, uh, such as a few ulcers, there was some partial bowel obstructions, um, you know, these types of things, they were very well managed and did not result in any long-term disability. There are also a few cases of anemia, and this is related to iron deficiency anemia, um, but these are generally well managed with um, iron supplementation. So the safety record for these procedures is quite good, especially given the fact that these operations are now commonly performed with laparoscopic or minimally invasive techniques. So at what point should primary care providers refer their patients to bariatric surgery? Which steps should be taken before patients are referred? That's a great question, Amanda. Obviously, the way to manage diabetes these days is using first and foremost lifestyle intervention, you know, diet and exercise, and in some patients, even losing a modest amount of weight uh, can improve their diabetes. Then the next step up, of course, is medications. And there are a variety of you know, very good medications uh, on the market. And when a patient reaches the point where they're on two or three medications, or particularly when they had to make a decision between you know, adding insulin or something else, that would be a good time to think about surgery. Because when a patient starts insulin therapy with type 2 diabetes, it's usually for the rest of their life. We know that there's some significant side effects, particularly weight gain with insulin. 
And this brings up a good opportunity for the doctor to start discussing, you know, bariatric surgery, which will have multiple benefits. They will definitely have, you know, good weight loss. They will likely not need insulin. There's a good chance they could go into long-term remission. And the other benefits are, of course, improvement in their lipid profile and overall quality of life. So when primary care doctors should start thinking about surgery in their patients with diabetes who are overweight or obese, who simply are not doing well with medical therapy, and certainly as they begin to discuss you know, insulin usage, that's a good time to really begin to think about uh, surgical intervention, particularly because of the, the good safety profile. Great. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Dr. Schauer. Thank you very much.